Well, praise God, everybody. <clears throat> it's good to see everybody here this morning as we are coming to you live on Facebook, live on the internet radio. <clears throat> Amen. Recording on podcasts. Here we go. Amen. So let me let me jump on Facebook here. Have you told your friends about us? Have you told your friends about Pastor CJ having a uh, Sunday school class on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock? You need to share this. Amen. Share it, share it, and share it some more. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to go on here and uh, see if I can get mine to pull up. That eh, doesn't seem to be pulling up too good this morning. All right, well, we'll forget about that. Well, it's good to be here this morning. Praise God. Thank you for tuning in to Pastor CJ this morning as we are getting ready uh, for this Sunday morning. I'm excited today. We're starting a new series here at the Bowden Church of God this morning at 11 a.m. And uh, we are getting ready. And uh, let me just go ahead and throw this out there. Happy New Year's! Happy New Year! That's right. Some of you thinking, man, what's Pastor CJ talking about? Uh, you know, it's not December 31st. No, it's not. It is the month of September, and I'm going by the Hebrew calendar, not the Gregorian calendar that everybody else is living by. So you may think this is year 2023, but in my world and in the Hebrew world, it is actually five seven eight three and we are getting ready to turn over to five seven eight four so happy new year um the uh, israel uh nation and the jewish um uh, people they say rosh hashanah so happy rosh hashanah amen let's go to the lord in prayer father we thank you today god that we can be here in your presence we thank you for this technology lord that we have the opportunity to get the word of God out there, Lord, that we have the opportunity uh, to be on Facebook and YouTube and internet radio. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, with the world today. And Father, we praise you for that and so excited about what you're doing in our world today, what you're doing in our church today. And Father, we are excited about the new year, the new year that's coming. Oh, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. And I ask you to bless the listening audience, God. I ask you to send forth the angels and compel the people to come to the house of worship at 11 a.m. Bring healing to the body of Christ. Those that are having pain in their body, we rebuke that pain and sickness in Jesus' name. Those that may be sick in the body, we plead the blood of Jesus over them. And by your stripes, we are healed. We release our faith to go out into our listening audience right now and to bring a healing and a cure in their bodies, in their physical bodies, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Good to see you this morning, Brother Matthew. Thanks for praying with me. Amen. So here we are, Rosh Hashanah. And this is the year that we're getting ready to go into. It's not today, but it's actually going to be September the 17th. It's going to be the big New Year's celebration that we're going to have here at the church uh, is we're going to celebrate the year of 5,784. That's right. I know you have, uh, man, you, you've, you've grown up all your life living on the Gregorian calendar, and you think it's year 2023, when actually 
If you go back on the Hebrew calendar, which is the only calendar that really counts because it is God's calendar. Can I get an amen for that? It is God's calendar. So from Genesis 1 and 1, amen. Let's just turn to Genesis 1 and 1 this morning and, uh, you know, turn there with you in the the Bible. I just want to share some some things with you, some things I'm going to be going over this morning at 11 a.m. It says, Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God... Or in the Hebrew language, instead of God, it says Elohim. Elohim is the is the definition of Elohim is the God of creation. So in the beginning, the God of creation created the heavens and the earth. And we're going by the starting point of in the beginning. Now let me tell you that in the beginning is not the beginning of God. In the beginning is not the beginning of time. No, God existed before Genesis 1 and 1. God existed before time as we recorded here in Genesis 1 and 1. So what we're talking about is we are talking about a time that that when the clock started in Genesis 1 and 1. Time already existed, but the time as you and I know it today started in Genesis 1 and 1. It's like God, let's just say, for example, on your smartphone, you have a little clock thing on there and you can hit timer on it. And when you hit timer, it starts calculating the time. Well, your time started then when you hit the timer button. A lot of ladies use this when they're cooking and uh, they put a timer on to see how long they want to cook something. So the timer started Genesis 1 and 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Notice it didn't say that in the beginning, it says God created the heavens and the earth. And then it says the earth was without form. There's a time period between God creating the heavens and the earth, and a time period between and the earth was without form. So there's a time period there. Um, but we're going to deal with the topic of in the beginning. In the beginning, and to today, the year that you and I are living in, calculated on the Hebrew calendar by the Hebrew rabbis, scholars, those that scribes, those who study scriptures, those who actually, you have to understand, I mean, these, these people are very accurate in what they do. They can actually tell you exactly how many numbers uh, each scripture in the Bible is. Each each verse of your Bible, each word in your Bible, has a number assigned to it. And they can tell you how many numbers, how many words are in each book of the Bible. And uh, they have this thing down to a science, okay? They've, they've, they've spent many, many years studying this. And they have concluded that from Genesis 1 and 1, that today... It's 5,783 years. I know, you've always been told, especially you went to school, you've always been told, well, the earth is billions of years old, and man is uh, billions of years old, and all this kind of stuff, you know, and man came from a monkey. Well, first, we we swam from the waters as some kind of uh, creature, and uh, and we came to the land, and then we grew a tail, and then we began legs, and we began to walk on four legs, and then we began to walk on two legs, and evolution this, and evolution that, 
And if you really believe that, then I can't help you. <laughs> I can't help you because it takes a lot of imagination to fall into that. It takes a lot of imagination, I'll tell you, to believe in this evolution. And uh, I'll tell you what, here's a, here's your question. If you really think that man came from monkey, where's the half man, half monkey today? Where's the missing DNA connection? They can't find it because it doesn't exist, okay? So don't base uh, your knowledge on what somebody told you in school, okay? Base your knowledge on the Word of the living God. So from Genesis 1 and 1 until now is 5,783 years. We're getting ready to celebrate with the Jewish community, with the Hebrew nation of Israel. We are getting ready to celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah begins on Friday, September the 15th, and goes to Sunday, September the 17th. So on September the 17th, um, I already told Angel, hey, I want you to find some, uh, some New Year celebration stuff. We want to party. We want to, we want to celebrate the New Year's, okay, of 5,784 years. Amen. And so no... Uh, from Genesis 1 and 1, we're not billions of years old. We're actually less than 6,000 years. I know that's mind-blowing. I know that goes against everything you've ever been told. But that is a truth based on the Hebrew calendar. Now, you can do your own research. You can, um, you can like I said, do your own research. You don't believe me. I don't care if you don't believe me. Uh, but do your own research. Just don't throw this aside. Just don't wrap this up and say, well, I just can't believe that and throw it in the trash. No. Do your own research and come to your own conclusion. Are we billions of years old? Uh, you know, uh, as, and did man come from monkeys and evolution and all this? Or did we come from the Word of God? Uh, I believe that we came from the Word of God. We came from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then God created man. He called him Adam. That is our beginning. So let's turn to the book of Leviticus. And Leviticus is the, and I'll admit to you, Leviticus is a hard read. Um, I think one of the reasons Leviticus is a hard read is because we are not Jewish. <laughs> we don't understand the Jewish ways. We don't understand uh, their customs. We don't understand the Old Testament laws. And so as a modern church, Western society church, we just don't understand. And makes Leviticus even a hard read for us. But we need to do our best to understand. And I admit, I don't know everything. There's a lot of uh, stuff in the uh, Jewish traditions and a lot of stuff in the, um, in the ancient ways of Israel that I don't get. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to say I understand everything about Rosh Hashanah because I don't. I don't understand everything about Rosh Hashanah. But I am doing my best to learn. God put me on this journey about three or four years ago and uh, began to do some teaching on the new year. Every year, you can go back on our YouTube videos and you can watch the teaching of 5,782 and then 5,783. And now here we are in 5,784. And so Rosh Hashanah is talked about in Leviticus chapter 23. And we want to look at the 24th verse. Well, you can back up to 23. And it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying... That is the entire verse 23. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, 24, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, 
you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing the trumpets, a holy convocation, and you shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. So we call this the Feast of Trumpets, and your Bible may actually have that in, um, in italics there, where it says the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, today, it's called Rosh Hashanah. And so it is the Feast of Trumpet is the date of celebration in which we blow the shafar, what's called a shafar, and I've actually got mine for church today that I'll be showing off uh, to everybody uh, to see the, the ram's horn uh, called a shafar, and as we celebrate the, the Feast of Trumpets. And this is the beginning of Genesis 1 and 1. This is why it's so important on the Hebrew calendar as to, as to why we're celebrating this day. Because God told us in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24 and 25, to set aside some holy days, set aside some holidays for the Israel people to celebrate and to remember. So this is about them remembering history this is about the nation of Israel uh, passing down to their children, um, Genesis 1 and 1. That's what it's all about, and to celebrate the new year. Now, on a Gregorian calendar, in the month of December 31st, we roll over. Right now, we're in the year 2023, and we'll be rolling over to 2024. Um, well, not that long from now. We're here going to the month of September, so we only got a few months left on the Gregorian calendar of this year as well. But the whole world celebrates it, right? Man, the whole world celebrates the New Year's Eve. There's New Year's Eve parties. Some churches have New Year's Eve uh, prayer meetings. Um, and they will they have what called watch night services where they'll stay up to midnight and pray in the new year. I grew up in those traditions as well. Um, man, I remember, um, you know, watching... Um, you know, uh, Dick Clark <laughs> bringing the new year, watching the Big Apple drop in New York and Atlanta, the peach uh, drop in and all this. And, uh, you know, we celebrate that, the, the turning of the new year. And the thing about the new year is there is some new hope. Uh, people are glad that the year is over because well, some of them had a bad year. Some of them had some really rough times during the year, and they're just simply glad the year is over. And there's a there's a an expectation, there's a there's a hope that comes to people, and that hope is that this year will be better. And so the churches come together, and we pray for a better year. Uh, we pray, you know, we thank God we got through the last year. I mean, it was a struggle, and we're praying for a new year. And so this happens around the world. And I think in Australia is the first country that it first turns into the new year, and this would shoot the fireworks and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, y'all can remember back in uh, <laughs> how can y'all remember back in the year 2000? Remember that year 2000? Boy, there was uh, 1999 was a big year of prophecy. Uh, man, people were prophesying that the end of the world was going to happen um, because they didn't know what computers were going to do when the clock turned from 1999 to 2000 and there was so much talk about it, it wasn't built into the computers and the technology hadn't caught up there wasn't enough computers out there with modern equipment in them to calculate the new millennium they were going into boy they were uh gloom and doom i mean the world coming to an end your power is going to get cut off um, 
the big dams were going to stop, so the power plants were going to shut down. There'd be no drinking water. I mean, this this went on, man. This was big. This was big. And some of you younger people uh, have no clue except what you probably read in history books in school. But for those who lived through it, um, we remember the year why called Y2K. <laughs> we remember the year 2000 as it was coming. And uh, people were buying water, we were buying food, uh, candles, flashlights, everything we could to try to survive uh, for a while if we did lose electricity. And, uh, and so I remember the New Year's going from 1999 to the year 2000. I remember the New Year and uh, I remember Prince actually came out with a song, Party Like 1999. <laughs> I remember that. Um, but I remember watching the television up at midnight, and we're watching, and uh, before we got to the midnight hour, you know, we kept watching the news, and Australia, Australia rolled over, and they began to shoot the fireworks, and so we began to watch Australia. Is there lights going out? Uh, is there chaos? What's happening? And then one by one, each country uh, that were celebrating, we would watch on the news and see if they, they were losing electricity. So by the time it came to America, we knew we were safe, that it wasn't going to happen. Um, man, there was a lot of books written, there was a lot of food being sold, uh, preppers, I guess you could call them, preppers were prepping, and um, there was a lot of businesses going on at the time, and it ended up being a big false hoax. It was one of the big, uh, big hoax of the century um, that I can remember ever happening. Nobody wants to talk about it today, but that's what was happening. But that is on the Gregorian calendar, okay? And... The Gregorian calendar has nothing to do with the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar has been around a lot longer than the Gregorian calendar. The Gregorian calendar uh, was created a long time ago, but you have to understand that the Hebrew language, which I believe is the first language of the world, the first, I believe it was the language that God and Adam actually spoke, because it's a pure language. The scripture tells us that the Hebrew language is actually a pure language. So I believe it was the first language that God was speaking to Adam. And in the calculation of the Hebrew calendar, we come up with 5,783 years that we're living in right now. Well, when it comes September the 15th and September the 17th, we will be celebrating the Hebrew New Year, rolling over into 5,784. Now, Going back to the Gregorian calendar, going back to the world celebration of the new year, there's a lot of New Year's revolutions. Man, people talk about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the gym this year. I'm going to lose weight, and I'm going to start a new job, and I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to work on my marriage, and I'm going to work on my relationships with my kids, and uh, we're going to do things. We're going to do things this year. We're going to make New Year's revolutions. Um, and a lot of that goes on, and there's always a lot of prophecies that happened. Uh, you got people reading palms, and you got people who are looking for somebody who they consider to be a prophet to give them a, a good word for the year, and that kind of stuff. And this goes on in the secular world, um, and the church has got to be very careful not to slip into that kind of world on the Gregorian calendar. But here's a beautiful thing that I want to share with you today, and I want to share with you, uh, and I want to share with our church, is that there is prophecies that come 
through the Hebrew calendar, and it's not based on somebody's dream. There's a lot of prophets out there, and today I was looking on the YouTube channel uh, this past week, and there's a lot of people out there saying, well, I had this dream, and I had that dream. You don't want to put a lot of confidence in somebody's dream. Some of these people are just trying to sell books. Some of these people are just uh, coming up with a lot of stuff, and they're trying to sell books. I mean, there's people out there talking about right now we're in the middle of the tribulation years and all this kind of stuff, and and they're really stretching the scriptures to try to uh, make their prophecies come true. But there is a way, and it is a proven way, through the number system of the Hebrew calendar. The beautiful thing about the Hebrew people is that when they studied the Torah, and when, which is the five, first five books of the Bible, uh, the book of Moses, they have numbered every word, they have numbered every scripture. Every word in the Hebrew language has a number assigned to it. And through the number system, they can predict a prophecy about what God is doing in the new year. And God speaks to us through his scripture. He speaks to us and tells us what to expect in the end times. And so that's what I want to show, share with you today. And I want to share with uh, not only our listening audience, but we're going to be digging in depth in this, um, in the series that we're starting of 5,784, okay? So Rosh Hashanah, going back to recap, is called the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Trumpets. And so it starts in the middle of September, and it begins on the seventh month, according to Leviticus chapter 23, which in the Hebrew calendar it's called Tishra. So Tishra is the seventh month. So see, they don't even go by what we call months. We don't, they don't go by January, February, March, April, May. They don't go by all that. So we're here we are living in September, but the Hebrew calendar does not recognize the September. The Hebrew calendar recognizes the Hebrew months. And so there's Hebrew names for every month. What we're going to focus on right now is the month that we're going into, the month of Tishra and the month of Tishra begins in the weekend of September the 15th and to September the 17th. That's the big first, that's the beginning of it. That's when it begins. Now, here's a beautiful thing about, about this. You say, Well, it's kind of confusing, Pastor. It's kind of confusing when you say it begins on Friday, but it ends on Sunday. Well, here's the reason why is because the Hebrew scholars do not know exactly. They don't know exactly the day, the first day of Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, on the first day, God created. They don't know exactly when it was, but they can get a very close, accurate time of, hey, it's in this time period. So in the time period, Tishra begins in a two-day celebration between Friday and Sunday, and it's going to be this year, September the 15th through September the 17th. Okay? Now, it is the beginning of their new year. So their beginning of the new year starts somewhere in between. So it could be Friday, it could be Saturday, or it could be on Sunday. And because they don't know exactly, we're going to start celebrating on Friday. So they're going to make sure that we cover it, okay? It's going to be covered. So we're going to start celebrating on Friday. You got all day Saturday, and you got Sunday. And so somewhere in between, if we start on Friday, we will be celebrating when it turns over. That's the idea behind it. Now, um, so here we are celebrating the year of 5,784. And I just told you that every letter 
in the Bible has a number. Every verse in the Bible has an assigned number. Every word in the Bible has a signed number. I'm talking about Torah, five, first five books of the Bible that Moses wrote. So let's break this down for just a moment. Five represents grace. When you look at the number five in the Hebrew language, the word grace comes up. So the first letter in the year is five. Five representing grace. Grace to overcome. Grace to overcome. That is the statement that comes with the number five. And let me tell you, no matter what you're going through in life, God has given you the grace. Grace is the favor of God. It's the power of God. Amen. And it is the anointing of God. God has given you his favor. He's given you his power. And he's given you his anointing to overcome whatever it is that you need to overcome. So in the word five or, or the number five represents grace, grace to overcome. Seven represents a spiritual manifestation or spiritual perfection. So we've got five representing the grace to overcome, and we've got seven representing spiritual manifestation. Eight represents new beginnings. So the number eight in the Hebrew language means new beginnings. Are you, are you starting to understand how this works? So you got five, it represents grace to overcome. Seven represents the spirit of manifestation, spiritual perfection. Eight rep represents new beginnings. Okay? So we got grace overcomes. God will manifest his spirit on your life and give you a new beginning. There we go. Three. Three represents. Now remember, this is last year. We're turning into five, seven, eight, three. Three represents, and this is the sentence that goes with number three, is get things in order, get things in order, and finish well. Get things in order and finish well. The number three, that's the sentence that goes with it, but number three represents revealing, revealing. So this is what it says when you break it down. This is for last year, not this year. Five represents the grace overcome. Seven represents the spirit of manifestation and spiritual perfection. Eight represents new beginnings. Three represents get things in order and finish well. God is going to reveal. God is going to reveal. Now, this is this was, like I said, last year. Let's, let's talk about that for just a moment. God is going to reveal. What have we have been witnessing this entire year on the news. There has been a revealing taking place uh, in the political realm, in the governments of the world. A revealing of the truth is coming out. The social media has tried to hide and manipulate truth. The news media has tried to hide and manipulate truth. Um, the truth of Hunter Biden's laptop, for example, is coming out okay um, the truth of what your government has been planning is coming out all the political parties uh, around the world not just in the united states there has been a huge revealing of truth okay and i'll go ahead and make this statement i don't care if you like it or you don't like it i believe it to be the truth everything that president trump told us 
now has been revealed to be the truth. When you go back and look at everything he was telling us when he was in the White House about deep state and about shadow governments and about um, wanting to drain the swamp and all this and the reason why, and people thought he was crazy and people kept trying to spin things around. You know, it's, it's amazing how the conspiracy theory people, uh, we turn around now and it's like, man, they were, a lot of that was true. So there's a revealing that's been taking place. There's, it's like a curtain has been pulled back and God is revealing truth to the world. And that's exactly what happened this past year. That's exactly what happened with the number three of revealing. So in the year three, last year, God told us, get things in order and finish well because he was going to be revealing things. He was going to be, it was going to be the year of revealing. That was the prophecy that came through the understanding of the number system and the Hebrew words and the Hebrew language of last year. God gave us the grace, number five. God gave us the grace to overcome. He gave us his spiritual manifestation in number seven. And number eight, new beginnings. In new beginnings. And in number three, told us to get things in order and finish well, that God was going to be revealing things. And my Lord, it did not happen. It happened, okay? Uh, you can go back and watch news clips. You can go on the news today. And you can go on uh, YouTube and watch the news this past week. And you will see revealing after revealing after revealing. They cannot hide the truth anymore. As much as they want to and as much as they try, the news media is now starting to change what they're saying. Uh, and they're starting to reveal truth. So they cannot hide truth anymore. Praise God. Well, it looks like we are out of time. Uh, this is all the time we have this morning. Come at 11 o'clock this morning and be with us in our uh, morning service, 11 a.m. as we dive into this. Tune into us next week as we continue in the year of 5,784. God bless you. I'll see you in just a little bit. Bye-bye.